Rise and Shine Pinchers. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. I am so excited, you guys, today to help me answer chief complaints. I have the one, the only, Joyce the Dentist is back. We did our main episode with her this week. Welcome, Joyce. Do you actually, do you have any chief complaints of your week to share with us? Oh, you're... You're like, which one? I don't know how to even get into it. My biggest, my chief complaint is that I have to... um, make another baby (laughs) oh my god wait i loved your story about this you were like when you're 35 like it's not fun anymore (laughs) it's so not fun and then like (laughs) i feel bad you know like saying this obviously because byron i mean byron knows what i'm talking about byron yeah byron is like here's the plight of a working woman (laughs) it's like you give one baby and they suck to the life out of you and then you have to give another. <laughs> and, and this is what I told And still Byron. give to the first. <laughs> and still give to the first and do all the things that you were doing before. So, like, I own a practice and I practice dentistry four days a week. And I have a baby. And, well, we already talked about that. And then I have my <laughs> social media business. So, like, I'm doing all these things and I want to give more to, like, a lot of things. But I can't because... I, I don't want to say the baby's holding me back because I love that that <laughs> baby so much. But right. you're expected to keep keep it up. And what I realized, well, I didn't really realize this yet. It's to come. Is I'm realizing this right now is if I have another baby, something in my life needs to change. Mm. And uh, I I've always imagined myself like working forever as a clinical dentist. But we'll see. Like I'm keeping my mind open as to like whatever needs to happen needs to happen and Mm. that's why I think I lean into social media is because I have opportunities there if I ever need to step back from clinical dentistry for a little bit I can and I I will say that a lot of people don't have that like Mm. ability to to like change things up the biggest problem right now is that I own the practice and I can't just like drop off from the practice to do a second baby so anyways long story short I have to have another baby, which means every month I have to time it, which I'm wearing in the <laughs> ring, and I have an app, and then we have to do it. And my, my like, I have to remind Byron, even though Byron's the one that wants to, like, have another child, uh-huh. I have to be like, it's time to do it. And we have to do it. And it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun because then, like, you know, every, every month, you know, you're, like, a little bit disappointed because you put some time right. into this. And then you're like, okay we got to do it next month. So it becomes like less and less, less and less fun. So that's why it's like a group project. (laughs) It's a project. Yeah, it's a project. So, uh, and I, and I don't want to make anyone feel like super awkward about this, but like, (laughs) no, it's because it's not to me. It's just, it is what it is, but it's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that women go through on the back end that like Mm. people don't talk about because it's like taboo to talk about, but it is what it is. I feel like so much of the plight of being a woman is it's so easy to feel guilty. You feel like a bad mom for saying certain things. You feel like a bad, like, fiancé or, like, wife for saying certain things. And it's just, like, why do we always have to, like, make ourselves feel so guilty about saying how we feel? (laughs) It's because everything is our responsibility. Like, I literally take care of Preston from the moment we wake up to I get him from daycare, I wash him, and I feed him, and Byron comes home from work. And it's not because Byron's a bad dad. He just Mm. travels really far for work, so... The responsibilities right. on me and I have more flexibility because I'm a practice owner. But at the same time, like Preston, 
he is a little bit probably on the spectrum and he he like needs a lot of extra help and some when he turns three he's going to be going through these extra programs and who's going to mm. drive him it's like i don't know who's going to drive him it's going to be me so like all those things kind of like pile up and you have to manage it while doing all the other things and putting a smile on your face <laughs> yeah oh my gosh there's like so much to consider with that i i do have i okay joyce i know what you should do in terms of the what? whole practice thing and you're like the time you need to go back to your fortune teller the one who told you originally <laughs> that like you would do social media and then like partner up with someone like go to her and see what she thinks because she has not led you astray so far <laughs> she has not but she said she told me already she's like you're going to partner with somebody younger. A, young, a younger business uh, savvy woman? Business person. She said, mm. you're not a business person. And I was like, how dare you? But she's right. <laughs> <laughs> I am not like a, a real, I'm not business oriented. I could mm-hmm. be more. If I wanted to make, if I truly had the hunger to make more money, maybe it's just the position I'm in. Like Byron makes decent money. So I feel like I'm just a contributor, but I don't really like push myself to make money. He, um, anyway, she said that I'm going to partner with somebody who's young Mm -hmm. to like, she's going to take over the business part of it. And I'm just going to show up and do cosmetic dentistry, which is like my dream. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but not my dream, but it sounds so perfect for like my situation. But then when I crunch the numbers of my practice, it's two chairs and it's really hard to find somebody who has enough experience that wants to come into a two-chair practice who thinks just mm. like me and like wants to maximize a two-chair practice like somebody right. who's business oriented is probably not going to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> they're probably right. gonna like get a bigger space so i mean i don't know i've thought about like you know getting rid of the practice and working for another person but working with their staff makes me anxious like mm-hmm. we were just talking about like the people that you work with is very very important and that gives me anxiety because like having to work for somebody else and their rules and like them telling me what to do and I'm just too spoiled at this point <laughs> I can't things are good over there things are good let's things are that. so good it's just that like if I had no children this is this is sort of the the practice that I always dreamed of I built it for mm. myself and now it's there but now that I have all these other things on my plate that really, really enhance my life, like I can't imagine not having life with without a baby now, like without mm. Preston. Um, he's changed my life, but I have to rearrange things for him, which yeah. I made it sound like he's like a nuisance by putting, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. He He's my pride and joy. He's like the yeah. number one. He's number one. So everything else needs to be built around him, in my opinion. And I think that's the only way that I'll be happy because he's my number one. Yeah. Anyone that knows you and follows you knows how much you love Preston. What a good mom you are. Like, it's been so cool watching you go into that role because I think I, like, shared a similar sentiment. I for anyone listening that's new, I don't have kids yet. Um, but I was always afraid that I would like lose my hunger and ambition and like all the d- amazing shiny things in the future if I just like had kids, you know? Um, but I do want kids someday. And Joyce has been like a really good inspiration of like how you really can have it all and how they enhance each other, like both simultaneously, but then it would be all fluffy and rainbows to be like, and that's how, that's it. Because in reality, from what you're saying, you know, it really does sound like it is a lot. There's a lot of considerations and things that, you know, just go on behind the scenes that you have to consider. 
Yeah, I think what a child does is it ha- it makes you have to be more fluid. And that's very mm. hard for me. I'm a very rigid, routine person. And uh, it's hard for me to, like, change things because I like <laughs> the same thing every day. And But whatever he needs, like, I have to change. Like, I'm changing my work schedule <laughs> for <Yeah>. him <laughs> so he can sleep an extra 30 minutes. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, who am I? Why would I do that? But... Yeah. He's important to me, and I want him to be tall. So um, <laughs> I'm changing I'm things bad. for him. <laughs> He's important to me, and I want him to be tall. I, it's so funny. I'm dead. He needs sleep to be tall. Okay, so our pincher submitted chief complaint of the week. I thought you'd be a really good person for this because you've been really transparent about your journey and in that you're not like, you know, since I came out of the womb, I knew I wanted to become like a social media guru and a successful cosmetic dentist. But you've been very transparent about how you were like, you know, in dental school. And then you were like, I don't think I want to own a practice. And then you ended up owning a practice. And then you (laughs) never thought you would become like a social media guru like you are now. So long story short, this is the Pincher submitted chief complaint of the week. I'm feeling stuck and in a rut. I'm not sure if I chose the right path in parentheses, second year dental student, and I just want to find my motivation again. So Joyce, how do you handle when you're stuck in a rut? Or if you've ever felt unmotivated or felt like you questioned your path? I think dental school is so hard. <laughs> First of all, like, <laughs> like I, I, think, I think the problem with social media for a lot of dental students is like they see the over here. Like they see me and they're like, oh, she's doing great. She probably mm-hmm. killed it in dental school. I didn't kill it in dental school. I was like, I really struggled in dental school to keep up. And I think I was legit depressed in dental school because mm-hmm. um, I couldn't, it's just, it wasn't the environment for me. And that's what I realized is like, this environment is temporary. It doesn't mean that you won't be a good dentist in the future. Like things shift dramatically after school as you enter the real world. And that's actually hard in itself because who knows whether you'll like that too. Cause like yeah. some people, they, they thrive in school and they kill it in school, but then they don't like the real world stuff. So, yeah, I've lost motivation. I lose motivation, like, all the time. But, like, I think I'm very good at just being consistent and and I just keep going. And I'm not saying, like, that's for you as well. Like, that's what I do. That's what I tend to do. And eventually, like, as the situations change, I sort of lift. But um, that's what I do. I have very little advice for people who are not me. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, I feel like what you're saying is correct though. I think in dental school, as someone that's freshly just left that, dental school does not give you good context. You you don't Mm -hmm. have any context for that matter, actually. All you know is that bubble around you. And so you're what you base your idea of what's a good dentist and like if you're successful or not, it's very skewed. You just look around you and you only have that little data pool of like, okay, this person's prep looks really nice. And like this person's, the professor said this. And so it's really easy to be down on yourself. And I think Mm -hmm. because of that, it's really easy to try to extrapolate data and be like, this must mean I'm not going to be successful. This must mean I'm on the wrong, wrong path. But I think for someone that's only been in the field for like three months, I can tell you school is literally the worst ever and it will never be that bad ever again, I don't think, at least. so. Yeah, that's like a deep-rooted fear, right? It's like when you don't get good grades in dental school, you think like, oh my god, I probably won't be a good dentist. It's like, no. No. Literally no. <laughs> no, no, Like, no. you'll be okay. Like, 
I always tell students, like, you just have to survive dental school. Like, get the degree yeah. <laughs> and then get out. <laughs> you just survive that and then you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I also feel like, at least in our society today, like, there's so much emphasis placed on motivation and inspiration and to be honest i kind of don't think it should be like that because you're not always going to feel motivated they trick us into Mm -hmm. thinking if you don't feel motivated you're on the wrong path if you don't feel inspired you're going nowhere and the Mm -hmm. thing is that's just not normal to be inspired all the time and motivated you're going to have lulls but that doesn't mean you can just give up and quit you just have to find a way to push through that and i think that's what consistency is Mm -hmm. yes i i'm a consistent person (laughs) I have not missed posting on Instagram for five years. Like one, I have not missed posting on Instagram once a week for five years. That's insane. I, I've always been kind of like a disciplined person, like one Mm. foot in front of the other, but not like, I don't look that far ahead. I think we talked about this on the first podcast too. I don't look that far ahead. So when I was in dental school trying to graduate, I didn't think like, oh, I want to want to practice and I want to do this and I don't want to do this. Mm. I was just like, I just need to get out of this dental school. <laughs> like, just like one step at a time. Sometimes you just break it down into manageable pieces. Like it'll, yeah. you, you'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, similar to what we were talking about earlier, how in dental school, you don't have that scope to know what's important and what's not. Like, mm-hmm. I think everything in life in success comes down to that. Like, what you were saying, how you're not that focused on like years and years in the future. You're just focused on churning out what you need to for the day to day and being strategic about it too. You know, you have your strategies to be consistent, but I think for anyone that's in a rut, don't think too far ahead in the future. You're probably overthinking it. You probably just simplify. How can I make tomorrow a better day? How can I make myself feel better? Is it going on a walk? Is it FaceTiming a friend? Like get yourself out of that rut, no matter how you can even if it takes some time, but just focus on that and don't focus on like, but I don't have a five-year plan like all my classmates and blah, blah, blah. Because maybe their five-year plan is wrong and taking them down the wrong path. You know, you can't compare yourself to other people either. Yeah, and I found that like sometimes when I get in a rut, the best, like that's when my best ideas and stuff happen is, Interesting. is when I'm in a rut. and Or like um, I remember when I was working as a dentist, I was like, this like dude kind of, broke up with me or something I was like so sad and then that's when I made like really really did good at work I was like let's work (laughs) (laughs) when I'm in a rut like I guess everyone is different when they're in a rut but you know Mm -hmm. what was so inspiring to me actually like yesterday do you know who Ella in undergrad is yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah I actually got coffee with her once oh really oh my gosh she's so sweet she wrote a post about Mm -hmm. how she's in dental school and she started seeing a therapist and mm. she said she started in the post not she shouted me out she says like uh she said like thanks to Joyce the dentist for talking about how therapy is like very beneficial for for mm. everyone and so like I think that there's like a fine line between being in a rut and then actually like needing to speak with someone and I do mm. think anyone can benefit from speaking to somebody but like um, if it's a prolonged rut, like for a really long time, sometimes it does help to speak to somebody. 
Mm, you know what I've been doing? I think this has been the best investment um, after graduation. So I haven't seen a therapist, but she's like one to me. Um, <laughs> I enrolled in this nervous system, like recalibration coaching program. I've talked what? to her a couple of times. Dude, it is life changing. So it's a six month program. We're nearing the end of it. But I'm so glad I started it when I did because um, it kind of helped me like unpack a lot of like just toxic things I've developed, traits I've developed over schooling. You you develop this hard shell that gets you to a certain point, right? I've, I've developed keys to success that got me to this point, but it would plateau. And I just knew if I kept going this way, I would turn into like a toxic new grad associate. I just didn't, I want to be happy, healthy, and I want to <laughs> practice for a while. Mm-hmm. So basically this program, it feels like therapy. It's like a group program where you kind of unpack your triggers you befriend yourself you understand your childhood things and it doesn't have to be trauma i i had a great childhood my parents gave me a great childhood but you just learn more about why you are the way you are and why you Mm -hmm. react to things the way you react and because of that you can develop healthier reactions and just regulate yourself better and in a less shameful place and the thing that made me sign up for it actually was her kind of like slogan of how achieving more success can be more effortless like it it actually will be once you unpack a lot of this and regulate yourself so long story short anyways that's what that's my version of therapy but I feel like you're absolutely correct because talking to someone just gives you more context as to like why you feel a certain way and Mm -hmm. kind of helps you see yourself as more human like oh I'm not crazy I just had a situation that made me think this and now I'm here Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. yeah I think by talking to someone, that's what gave me the perspective to like really lean into myself, um, which is, I guess, not answering her question, but like in the future, when you get out of school, you will have so many things that you can do and it'll help you to like really lean into like, what are you good at? Because a lot of the things I focused on when I was in school is like, I'm so bad at this. I need to fix this. I need to get my grades up here. Like, I'm failing here. Like, I am so bad. Like, you're just always so tough on yourself in school trying to, like, bring up the average of everything. But, like, Mm -hmm. once you leave school, it's nice because you can lean into, like, who are you? What are you good at? Like, the things that you are good at and excel at those things. And um, it's just, like, exciting. You know, it's, like, motivating, right? (laughs) I think there's two, like to your point, what you're saying is so true. And this is part of what the program helped me with, honestly. So much of when you're in school is reacting out of fear. Fear that you'll be mm-hmm. in last place in the class. Fear that you're going to embarrass yourself. Fear that people are going to be, that your professors are going to like be upset with you. Fear that your patients, whatever. And it comes to a point where you can achieve so much more where instead of pursuing things out of fear of something you're chasing your goals instead of running away from a tiger which is what school feels like mm-hmm. no matter what you do you're suddenly chasing goals and i feel like that's what that's why i love being a new grad is i'm like oh i get to like chase goals i don't feel like i'm constantly running from a tiger from assignments and professors <laughs> anymore um and that's that's been the best part what was your favorite part of graduating and being a new grad my favorite part <laughs> <laughs> I was there know. any good part <laughs> uh Graduate? Like, how is it better than school? I didn't like school at all. So it's, like, really hard for me to answer that question. <laughs> because, like, once you go into the real world, like, you make money and you start working and that's great. Like, it's not the same sort of stress. It's different stress. But for me, so much more manageable mm. than school. Like, I just didn't like school at all. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Honestly, I even, like, kind of liked some parts of school. I'm one of the more, like... 
You're smart, okay? <laughs> You're smart. So. She's a no, double uh, doctor. <laughs> here's the thing. People think I'm smart. I might be smart in certain aspects, but... I think people would be surprised. Like, at the end of the year, like, I, I I, was not anyone that won the awards. I was not anyone that was really, like, chummy with all the professors and stuff like that. Like, I feel that's part of why. So, Joyce sent me this really sweet message right before I graduated school. And honestly, I feel kind of embarrassed to say this, but I think I've opened up about this before. I was feeling a little bit, like, not worth anything because I'm not like one of those top my my GPA wasn't the top I wasn't in any honor society this is the thing I was smart enough to not have to study that much so that I could post on Instagram and do my (laughs) podcast and stuff and that was the benefit but I was never anyone that special and so that's why that's part of why your message meant so much to me was you just made me feel really special in that moment (laughs) so thank you but I think like sometimes you can't see your own power or your own like specialness Totally. It's, like, easier for other people to see. It's harder for you to see. Yeah. And for this pincher that wrote in, it's very, very possible that that's what you're going through, too. Like, you might even find your motivation, find your spark again, just by, like, connecting with your friends and family who can remind you how special you are. Um, Because, I mean, again, school puts you in this toxic place where you're chasing the gold stars, you're chasing the validation. That's probably what I was chasing, too, at at many certain points and still continue to do. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, (laughs) But hopefully that helped. So (laughs) I'm like, moral of the story is talk to someone and talk to your friends and family and pick yourself up. And even if that doesn't work, it's only four years, you'll get out of it. Even Three, maybe if you're at UROP. um, And you will get on the other side of it at the end of the day. Okay. What about if she was saying, I don't know if this is the right career path for me? Oh boy, I know what that feels like. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just think that, well, you have to try all the things first too, but I think the insidious thing is that school will never be what real life is like. You'll never get that full taste of what the responsibility is like until you're out there. Mm-hmm. And so I just think you have to intentional about learning more about yourself. I think when people start to get the inkling that they're not right for a career, they dive into figuring out the ins and outs of the careers. But until you fully understand yourself, what you actually want from a career, what you the, the amount of responsibility you actually want and the day-to-day tasks you want, no matter how much you know about a career, you're not going to be able to pick the right choice for yourself if you don't know yourself first. So That's so true. But like, yeah. you know, that's what's so hard because people are like investing so much money into their education these days like for dental school and it's like if you're if she's a second you're just probably like she's already in there yeah like oh damn i already spent you know 200 on this education so do i keep going if this is right i don't really know it's so like these days it's amplified because of all these student loans and stuff like that i just feel for a lot of um dental students right now i was like telling my manager my social media manager she's like what do you she's like what do you want to do i was like one day I want to have like a, like a, what do you call it? a sponsor? No, not a sponsorship. A, a scholarship? A scholarship. Oh, or like something where it like helps somebody go to dental school because it's so expensive. Oh my God, she's that's like, incredible. That would be so cool. I'm like, I know. Can we do that like one, one day? Because I'm trying to partner with brands that kind of want to do a little bit more social good. Because mm, um, I, I have that. the power yeah exactly (laughs) that'd be be cool but yeah and you have the care it's hard it's so hard for like students to navigate this and and then imagine coming out of school and you're like oh i i i think i know literally 
People always think this is a fascinating thing. I realized um, because I did pharmacy school first, and then I did dental. People always think I'm like rich or came from a rich family or something because I did both. <laughs> you guys, I only was in this situation because I had free tuition. Like I didn't pay for pharmacy school, and that's how I was able to do this whole career switch. It breaks my heart when people are in my inbox. They're like, "Can I go to dental school after pharmacy school?" And they already have like so much in loans, and I just oh. I don't know what to say because every situation is different. But for this person, figure out what you think it is that's causing you to question it. And if it's situational, it could be. It could be like, I suck at this compared to my classmates. Or I, like, I, I don't know. It could be situational. So try to figure out if that suckiness is situational or if it's never going to go away. Because if it's something that's never going to go away, that's something more to consider. Versus what Joyce and I were saying. If it's that you just don't feel good about yourself, don't worry. Dental school is programmed <laughs> to make you... The point of dental school, I think, is to make you... Is to humble Suffer. you and make you feel not good about yourself. And then you just build back up after that. So, But figure out what exactly is that like pain point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyways, that is all we have for today. Thank you so much, Joyce. Could you just leave everyone with where they can find you? Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Instagram all the time. Um, my handle is Joyce the Dentist. Thank you. Yeah, everyone check out the main episode if you haven't already. We go into why we love Instagram, why Instagram is our baby, the kind of things you can see on Instagram, and all that good stuff from our main episode. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye!